Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Victoria Marshman. She is the co-founder of City Moguls. How are you doing today, Victoria? I'm doing great. Excited to be here to empower all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get deep. I like getting deep quick. Beautiful. So, Victoria, as I mentioned, you're the co-founder and half of City Moguls, a passionate and driven entrepreneur and a dancer. What is your definition of mogul? Oh, wow. Well, I think our whole mission since we started City Moguls has really been to redefine what it means to be a mogul. I think when people hear that word, a lot of things come up that are maybe like not the greatest. I don't know. I used to think of words like titan or, you know, expert in this industry, like dominating the industry, you know, like a really, really big person who's just overseeing the world. And I think our whole reason for starting City Moguls is we wanted to really help redefine what it means to be a mogul that, you know, you understand that Becoming a great entrepreneur, a leader in your industry requires not taking life too seriously, understanding the importance of work-life balance, you know, realizing that this journey requires never ending and nonstop growth and learning. And especially for us at City Moguls, the whole problem we were trying to solve is to get away from in becoming a mogul, building a network is so critical and that building a network should be something that requires building meaningful relationships and things not feeling so transactional, just not like taking and taking and taking from people to succeed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Mm. I I think entrepreneurship, you have to, you have to do it for the right reasons. You have to give in order to receive. I think you, I mean, when I've done cross promotion things with other companies, it's, it's about what can I do for you? Not what can you do for me? Yeah. Yeah. Leading with how can I help? Yes. How can I serve you? And, That's right. And giving that value before accepting anything else without sure. any expectation of getting it back. Yes. 100%. I feel like it's that big nugget that just really helps you have that edge. Yeah, for sure. So you, you being the co-founder, can you tell us who the other half of City Moguls is and what City Moguls is all about? What you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. So my, my other half, my better half on most days, <laughs> her, her, her name is Danny Kagan. Her and I have known each other for over 12 years now. And I would say we've been running businesses together for those 12 years, different types of businesses and initiatives. And 
like I said, we started City Moguls because at the time when we started five, six years ago, we were early entrepreneurs ourselves, very early in our years of running our first business, which at the time was like a, an event planning and production company. Right. So we were out there running events, doing a lot of charity events and nonprofit events and going to a lot of like networking type events where we would be wanting to meet people, make some new connections, you know, start to just build that really strong network as it's so critical for any type of business that you run. And we just saw this lack of purpose-driven impact entrepreneurs we had a hard time finding them we were like where are they we would go to these events and like i was saying earlier when talking about what it means to be a mogul when we were having these interactions with people it all felt very transactional yeah like you'd go to an event and they'd be like oh contact me if you need this service or like right. i can offer you this or if you send me business i'll help you with this and we we really just believed that there had to be a better way <laughs> Yeah, for sure. People and and be a part of a community. So that was the birth of City Moguls, our whole mission from the start, because we felt like we didn't have that when we were starting was to have a supportive community of purpose driven entrepreneurs to really lean on, get advice from get, you know, just get everything that you need to really start your business on the right foot and have experts around you can help you make less mistakes. So nowadays, I guess, five years into City Moguls, we're, you know, a thriving community of thousands of entrepreneurs, and we're serving the community through mentorship programs, mastermind groups, virtual events for now, but our in-person <laughs> events are really our meat and potatoes, what, yeah. what really make us thrive and our community succeed and just feel constantly inspired. Community is so key. That that piece of the puzzle is I think one of the biggest pieces that we need, we have to have community because without community, it just, it's, it falls apart. I think that we can only thrive and win with community. Everybody wins with that mentality. Absolutely. I think it's one of the biggest challenges. I feel anyone who's starting their own thing has to overcome is that you can't and you shouldn't do it all alone. No, you know, When you're working for a big organization, there's systems and there's people in your corner who are going to ensure that you succeed in in your role in that company. You have a boss and you have HR and you have all of these systems. You know, when you're a solopreneur, you don't have any of that. So you need to surround yourself with people who get what you're going through so you can mentally survive the challenges oh, and yeah. downs of entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. Solopreneurship can be very, very lonely at times. So yeah, you need that, that having that community, having like-minded people around you is so important because you don't, and I mean, you said you can't do it alone. You're right. And you don't do it alone. There's always people there supporting you once you build that community. So it's, it's, it's a key element of entrepreneurship for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, because I spend a lot of time talking to early stage entrepreneurs and they're like, well, I have this friend or, you know, my dad gives me great advice. Like you (laughs) want (laughs) it, you know, that's great. But you really want people that aren't personally invested in you as a human. Yes. To be a part of that community of people, like people who 
are bedded in you and your business succeeding for sure you know being your friend or someone who's like more of an emotional support yeah well you also you want people who have been where you are exactly yeah so which one of you came up with the name and how did you come up with a name for the business Mm, great question so we actually had, when we started City Moguls back in 2016, there was actually four of us who started City Moguls. And over the last five years, our other two co-founders, Jessica and Monica, you know, they they chose different career paths. They still support City Moguls from afar and are involved in some things, but aren't a part of the day-to-day or that anymore. But it was actually one of our other co-founders, Monica Gold, who came up with the name We were trying to think of, you know, I don't know if you remember this back in 2015, 2016, because of Drake, there was like this really big trend with Toronto being called like the six. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So originally when we were coming up with the name, we knew Monica was really passionate about using the word mogul because it's such a strong word. And it really evokes like that feeling of an expert or, you know, being at the top of your game. Yeah. People's minds from like a brand perspective. But we were toying with words, other words to lead before that mogul word. And at one point we were going to call it six moguls. So there was like that Toronto connection. Thank God we didn't do that because that was definitely a a passing trend. (laughs) So we ended up on city with a vision one day of expanding to many cities. Okay. Now you stated that it's your mission to celebrate, connect and educate entrepreneurs to inspire the next generation of leaders. What types of things are you doing to make this become a reality? Well, I would say all the things that we're doing come from those early days in Danny and I's initial stages in becoming entrepreneurs, where we felt we just couldn't find the services and programming that we craved and felt like we needed. So our main buckets of programming serve three elements. The first one is mentorship. Okay. So we've established a a great mentorship program where we screen our members and perfectly match them with a mentor who's in their industry has done everything they've done before. So we've, we just launched that program over the past year through the pandemic because it's, it's much easier to facilitate those kinds of interactions virtually. Yeah. So through that mentorship program, we're really bridging the gap between the early stage and the expert entrepreneur who's looking to give back and help that the next generation. So we've got that program going on. Our next program that really serves our community is a mogul cruise, which is our mastermind group program. And that's really focusing on that really strong element of peer to peer mentorship and support. So with your mastermind group, you're getting matched with five to six entrepreneurs from different industries but are at a similar stage in business. And you're meeting with them weekly to do many things. Most importantly, just to have accountability in your life for really getting things done in your business, having a sounding board to bounce ideas off of and just start to build that, you know, group of advisors who are looking out for you in your business and want to see. Right. That's incredible. 
yeah. creating very well-rounded entrepreneurs. I love it. Yeah. So those two are like our meat and potatoes. And then I guess the the gravy really on all of it is really giving our entrepreneurs the opportunity to build their networks within our community. So we've, you know, currently everything is virtual. We're looking to get back into in-person things over the next years as restrictions ease up. But the rest of the programming we do is really about having the opportunity to connect meet other entrepreneurs at virtual networking events and workshops and all of that. Right. Now is, is city moguls focused more on helping women entrepreneurs? And if so, did you decide, why did you decide to focus your business solely or mainly on women? Yeah, I think that's a great question because we actually serve both men and women equally. But I think because Danny and I are female founders, there's an attraction of more female entrepreneurs. Right. We have actually over the last six months, we've built out like, I guess, a little branch of our community where we are doing some women's only events. And um, with our mastermind, we're offering the opportunity for women only mastermind groups. Okay. And that was really an ask from many members in our community who, you know, are still struggling and facing challenges as females in business mm-hmm. um, and, you know, shattering that glass ceiling. So we love our male counterparts and we consider all of the men in our community allies for female entrepreneurs, but there definitely still is a need for women to have the opportunity to, to gather as women and talk through some challenging, you know, for sure. conversations that we're still having to overcome. Yeah, absolutely. Now, speaking of women and entrepreneurship, I come from a corporate background and I've seen, and even now still the mindset and behavior of that old boys club mentality when it comes to equal pay for women in, in these corporations or women in C-suite level positions in these corporations. And I think it's absolutely horrible that we still are dealing with this 1940s mentality. I mean, I think we're starting to see a bit of a shift in mindset with a lot more women what are your thoughts on the landscape of entrepreneurship and women-run businesses? Are you seeing a shift in terms of more women making the jump into entrepreneurship? And if so, why do you think that is? You know, this is something my co-founder, Danny, and I talk about a lot because her and I, in our professional careers before we started City Moguls, dealt with a lot of these challenges. We worked in very male dominated industries and had some horrible bosses who were unfortunately men. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's something we've both experienced in our professional lives. And, you know, I'm a very eternally optimistic, hopeful person. And I do see a big shift in females getting into entrepreneurship. I just think the journey is a bit different generally. And this is solely like just my personal experience. I find most women who are coming into entrepreneurship are usually starting it as like a side hustle, like something that they're building on the side of having their stable business you know, it is a feminine characteristic to want that stability and security. I think it's much harder for women to make that full leap into entrepreneurship until they know that they can make 
you know, a livable salary off of their business because we have a lot more things to worry about in comparison to maybe our male counterparts, you know, taking care of our families and all of that kind of stuff. So I think we are just a little less risk averse naturally, but I would say one of the biggest challenges for female entrepreneurs still to this day is getting access to funding to get their businesses off the ground. Well, I mean, I also heard that women in in speaking with the many women that I've spoken with over the past year and a half, that Mm -hmm. women were the hardest hit both financially and job loss wise during the pandemic. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on this shift in mindset and how do women continue to push through and continue to break down these ridiculous barriers and ways of thinking, do you think? I mean, I think this stems from many challenges that, you know, so many different people and communities are facing right now. Like I even think about like the LGBTQ community and the BIPOC community And I think the most important things we can do is just to continue to have these difficult conversations and progress forward collectively on being open and transparent about the challenges that we're facing. So, you know, that's the small part that I feel we're doing at City Moguls is just providing the space and opportunity for those conversations to be had within our community. So I think, you know, number one, that's just an important thing in general, especially in these turbulent times. But I think specifically for women, the best advice that I can give is get a mentor, like, you know, somebody who is C-suite or has, you know, been in the trenches and has broken through a lot of the barriers that you know, we think are there and have them in your corner to coach and advise you on what it really takes to get to that place. I think having a mentor that's been through everything and has done what you've done before is just one of the best ways to get out of your own head and realize that you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. For Um, sure. So a mentor is a big piece. And I think, you know, I got a coach this year. I got an executive coach for the first time over the past year. And having that coach in my corner to help me with my mindset and, you know, that growth constantly happening has been a game changer for me in terms of my leadership and showing up better just for the people in my life in general. Yeah. Coaching and having that support is incredibly important. You had mentioned that to continue to have these conversations in your community, in the city moguls community, do you find that in the city moguls community that men are willing to and want to participate in conversations around this topic? Yes. You know, we even have some of our male uh, members who were actually working on something for the fall because They want to be a part of the conversation. They want to be seen as allies and know and be aware of how to show up better. So I can, you know, say wholeheartedly that there hasn't been any resistance from the male members in our community to being a part of these conversations and, and wanting to do better. That's great to hear because it's so important that women see that men are allies and we stand beside women and let them know that we're here to support and lift them up, elevate them, help amplify their voices. It is so important. I think there's there's never been a more or a bigger 
time of need for this type of, of these types of conversations and, and shifting the mindset through these conversations. I think it's so important right now. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember that there's no right way to talk about it. You know, like it, of course, sometimes depending on the topic, it might feel a bit heavy and clunky to come up with the words and really work through it. But I think, you know, I can only speak from what I'm observing in our community. People, as long as they're coming in with an open mind, judgment, and that none of the things that are being said are personal attacks or are meant to like hurt one another, you're slowly progressing forward and people's mindsets, mindsets are being opened and shifted, I think, in the right way. Yeah, I just hope that the conversations can continue and we need to start implementing change around this for sure. Now, your signature event is the Mogul Awards. Can you talk to us a bit about this event, what it's all about, how it came to fruition and the inspiration behind putting on an event like this? Yeah, so, you know, City Moguls started with this event. Before it was called the Mogul Awards, the event itself was actually called City Moguls. Before we really built City Moguls into a community, it was really just one event that we did. That was the beginnings of it. So, again, rewinding back to when Danny and I were event planners in the Toronto scene, we saw so many incredible entrepreneurs in the Canadian landscape, doing so much work in our communities, like really building businesses with impact and making some big changes. And when we would look at the other award shows that were featuring entrepreneurs, those entrepreneurs were amazing, but a lot of the awards were driven around, you know, the most successful companies based on like their revenues, you know, other variables other than impact. Yeah. So the intention of the Mogul Awards was really to celebrate entrepreneurs driving big impact and change in their communities. Like the change makers within Canada that are really building businesses that are solving some of the world's biggest problems. So we came up with a very unique concept to celebrate the entrepreneurs. This is when Danny and I's artsy side comes in, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Entrepreneurs were nominated. Impact-driven entrepreneurs were nominated across the country. And we had an advisory committee who would choose the top 20. And the top 20 selected would walk in a fashion show for charity. Oh. A very (laughs) unique concept because not one of the entrepreneurs well maybe they were in another life but not one (laughs) of the entrepreneurs that was selected is a model (laughs) walking the what runway right so yeah it's a very it's one of those things brad that it's like you have to come and just see it because not only are these entrepreneurs most of them doing something that they are terrified (laughs) of doing Pushing them out of their comfort zones. I love it. Pushing them out of their comfort zone. (laughs) So, you know, there's a lot of elements to the Mogul Awards. There's the fashion show component. They're sharing the stories of these entrepreneurs and the impact they are having in their communities through some unique video content. We are so passionate about the arts and integrating that into all of the events that we do. Dance, music, very unique sets and all of that. So every award show we've done, we've always element 
integrated elements of art for that entertainment value really yeah. smarter people. Yeah. And then the cherry on top is really, this is all for a good cause. So yeah. All the proceeds we raise from the Mogul Awards goes to youth-based Canadian charities. So our current partner for a few years has been Covenant House Toronto. Okay. And collectively to date, since we started the award show, we've raised over $250,000 for Amazing. Canadian charities. Yeah. So Lots of layers of goodness in that event. For it's, sure. It's where we started and we can't friggin' wait to get back. <laughs> oh, what a great yeah. initiative. It sounds like it'd be a blast. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's funny because we started with wanting to celebrate these entrepreneurs, but in, you know, marketing it to the community, it in its essence attracted the purpose-driven person who was looking to start businesses or was early stages in their business. So starting with that event really built the foundations of what our community is now and who's inside. I love it. So how do you pick the entrepreneurs then that get nominated? Like how does the whole nomination process work? Yeah. So it's a self nomination or somebody can nominate you type of process. There's an application that you're required to fill out. There's some loose criteria, but it's not too strict or you know we're asking for you know to be considered a mogul you should be 10 plus years into running your business there has to be a purpose or impact element to your business and that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be like a nonprofit or a b corporation just we're asking that you demonstrate that there's some kind of social impact Right. In your business. So I guess that would be like the loose criteria. Okay. Um, and our advisory committee does an incredible job picking entrepreneurs from very diverse industries and experience. So you're really seeing in every award show that we've done a very unique group of people. Well, it sounds awesome. I would love to attend the next one. Oh, you'll definitely get an invite, Brad. Don't you? <laughs> Where do you see City Moguls five years from now? What's your vision for the brand? Gosh, it's definitely shifted over the last year and a half. But I think staying connected to our mission and vision has always been what has steered our ship in all the decisions we've made, even over the last year and a half with our in-person events being on pause. But I, you know, I really do believe that this community it is building itself and you know virtual has kind of been a silver lining for us because our vision has always been that city moguls would be a global network of purpose driven businesses giving back to the world so our goals are kind of manifesting themselves because with things being online we've been able to connect and get people excited about city moguls in places other than Canada. So that natural global growth is, is, is already starting to happen and is something I'm really excited about and looking forward to focusing on next. And so you should be, I think that's an amazing thing and it's just happening organically. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's two sides to the coin. Like growth is amazing. Yeah. The reason this community is so special is because it really does feel like a family. Yeah. You know, all the members that are in our community, they know each other so well. And through like the mastermind groups and the monthly events we have, there's just this element of 
you know, connection that is like the biggest thing I'm focusing on is how we're going to keep that as we grow. Yeah. So speaking of the community, how can people get involved in the community of city moguls? Yeah. So aside from our in-person events, which we'll be launching again soon, and you can attend those in on a ad hoc basis, we've built out an incredible membership program over the last year. There's three tiers of membership based on your commitment level and you know how committed you are to growth and just being a part of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a monthly membership option called The Networker. It's only $18.99 a month, and that gives you access to the community and our monthly virtual events. Okay. And then we have a six-month membership, which is called our starter package. That will give you a mentor for six months, access to Mogul Cruise, our mastermind group, and our members portal and all of our virtual events that we do. And the biggest commitment, I guess, is our annual membership, which is our VIP membership. Mm -hmm. So that, again, is giving you access to our mentorship program, Mogul Cruise, our mastermind, or all of our virtual events. Plus, we really start to invest in you as an entrepreneur at the VIP level. So we feature you on our socials and our platforms. We give you the opportunity to host workshops inside our community for the rest of the members. So it's at that level that we kind of shift to really focusing on how can we help you in your business? Let's invest a little more time. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. Three levels of membership. Go check out City Moguls. Victoria, what lights you up the most about what you're doing with city moguls what is the most inspirational part of this for you i come back to this every day because i think it's important especially on the hard days to remember why you do what you do and really what fuels you and i think since we started this it's changed but I've really noticed over the past few years, being the connector, you know, introducing somebody to someone else and they go on and do a super successful collaboration or, you know, especially now with our mentorship program, matching somebody with someone and this mentor changes their life. And I got an email one day sharing the impact this person has had. That's the kind of stuff that fuels me and, you know, brings me to tears and gets me through the hard days. Because I think for all of us in the work that we do, we can get so caught up in the to-dos and the, you know, all the stuff that we have to get done. But realizing that, you know, one little thing that we did had such an impact on another person's life. um, That's what drives me. Yeah, there's no better feeling I don't think then knowing something that you've created or that you're doing has an impact on another person. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, one of my like favorite leaders, somebody that I always turn to his teachings because I read his book, the 5am club is Robin Sharma. And he, he was definitely one of the people that helped me realize when you start focusing on the other and serving others, the success just comes. Yeah, it'll all fall into place for sure. Absolutely. When it's coming from a place of selflessness, again, it's it's like community. You just, you can't lose when you, when you get into that mindset. Mm -hmm. You can't lose. That's it. 
There's yeah. no, there's no failure because there's so much growth happening. And that's right. So do you have any big projects that you guys are currently working on or coming down the pike that you'd like to share? Yeah, absolutely. Well, depending on when this podcast episode launches, <laughs> um, I'm not sure when Brad, but it, over the fall, we're doing a huge free challenge for everyone, not just our members. It's a big back to business challenge. We've noticed with, at least in Canada, with everything opening up, it's been really, you know, difficult for people to focus on achieving their 2021 goals for their business because yeah. it's the first time we're being able to go outside and have, you know, somewhat of a normal life. So we're doing our part by just putting together a really fun five-day challenge. It's a workshop series, really just to give people a kick in the butt to get to get back into their businesses and excited about everything. So if you head to our website, you'll see you'll see that in the fall and you're welcome to participate in it. It's free for everyone. That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Victoria, what do you think your unique skill set is or superpower that's helped you become successful? I think, Brad, my superpower has always been my work ethic and my grit. I am a worker bee and I really do believe that it's my resilience and my drive to get up each and every day to just keep going and growing that has really helped me has become my superpower because I just am the type of person that's willing to do whatever it takes to figure out how to do the marketing, how to do the financing, how to do the operation. So I attest that work ethic and that grit to my early years of being a professional dancer mm-hmm. and just knowing what it takes to become great at something. So I believe that's my superpower. Love it. Speaking of success, how do you define success? What does that word mean to you? Well, this is something I've definitely been working on And I don't know if I can give you like a definitive answer. Okay. But I think success for me is really truly finding contentment in your day-to-day life. I think we get so focused on this like end goal, you know, like once I get to this goal, I'll be successful. And I I think that attributes a lot to our culture and, you know, this, this crazy hustle mindset, but I've really tried to focus on, okay, if I'm feeling good and energized and happy and content with everything happening in my life, like that's success because the journey's never going to end. That's right. (laughs) It'll end when I die. So if I'm constantly chasing achieving some arbitrary goal as a measure of my success. I'm sure you felt this too, Brad, like when you get to the end of that goal, it never feels as good as you think it's going to. That's right. For sure. I'm definitely still working on that in in myself, but that's something that I've come to realize over the past year, for sure. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? I feel like I am able to show up as my best self when I put myself first and my self care. And I feel like we don't talk about this enough. Yeah, because it feels weird to think of it as being selfish when it's actually not. 
Mm -hmm. One thing I constantly say to myself is you can't do good if you don't feel good. So, you know, one of the biggest things that fuels me and keeps me inspired is committing to in my mornings, going through my self care routine, which fuels my mind with meditations and journaling and doing some manifestation practices in my body with workouts and, you know, making sure I at least put something healthy in my body to start the day. (laughs) Sometimes it rapidly declines as we go through the day, but I really try to make the most of those early hours in the morning to fuel myself to stay focused and inspired. Excellent. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? I am grateful that I have received a lot of great advice (laughs) because (laughs) of, you know, being a part of City Moguls and really being surrounded by some incredibly successful people. But I think one of the biggest things that I has been the best piece of advice I have received is, you know, what we focus on grows. I Hmm. just, I think one of the biggest things I've learned in my journey is that our thoughts have so much power and impact on everything that happens in our, our lives. So if you can really be a master of your thoughts and what you focus on and quieting the ego in your head, that's really when things just move with ease and you can just flow through life feeling good. Yeah, definitely. What does the word empowerment mean to you? Oh, love this. Well, this is the whole basis of everything you've done, Brad. So I would actually love to hear what you think after. (laughs) (laughs) But I think empowerment for me is a feeling of confidence and motivation and will to use your passion to make a big change in the world. I think it's such a powerful word to say I'm empowered. Mm -hmm. And I think behind it is a lot of confidence and feelings of self-worth that what you bring your uniqueness, which we all have, is deserving of being shared with the world. Love it. To me, empowerment is helping people feel authentic, lifting people up to be able Mm. to be their most authentic self, giving encouragement, providing strength and support to, to be your authentic self. That's what my definition of empowerment is. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? I think one of my biggest things I've learned that's really helped me, especially with going through this pandemic and lockdown like that we've as a society we've gone through just so much over the past few years is that you know so many things are out of our control yeah (laughs) like for sure and when I think back to my early 20s and in my teens I was very much a perfectionist and like I wanted to control everything in my life. And it held me back so much from really going for things because I wanted everything to be just right. Yeah. So really letting go of control and realizing the only things that I can control are how I feel and how I think. Yeah. (laughs) And as long as I'm aware of those things, that that's like the best thing I can do just makes things a little less serious and a little more fun and light in life. 
that so much is out of our control. Absolutely. But that's a tough one to learn and put into practice and shift the mindset around that. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a constant thing we're working on, actually. I don't think you get there and say, oh, I finally reached it. I'm I'm here because it's still going to creep in. And from time to time, yes, it may not come in or show up for you as often, but I think it's a constant work in progress. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're going to jump in and do a little rapid fire section here. So the next group of questions cool. just be one, two, three word answer type thing. Okay. Love it. How would you describe yourself in one word? Fiery. What would your friends, parents, siblings list as a couple of your best characteristics, would you say? Creative, funny, helpful. Okay. If you had a theme song that played every time you walked into a room, what song would that be? <laughs> These are good. Um, it would definitely be a Beyonce song. <laughs> Who runs the world? Girls. <laughs> All right. What would you say is your favorite stress reducing activity? Dancing. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? To laugh more. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? More sleep. <laughs> I love naps, Brad. Naps are good. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that at all. Naps are always good. It's it's good to revitalize. (laughs) If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? People's judgments. What is one of your favorite entrepreneurial books? Atomic Habits. And who wrote that? James Clear. Okay. I'll have to check that one out. I've not heard of that one. Yeah. Entrepreneur life is? Ups and downs. (laughs) That concludes our rapid fire section. Back to our regularly scheduled program. (laughs) What would you say is one of your favorite quotes? I have always been inspired by the founder of Lululemon. His name's Chip Wilson. It was one of my first jobs in my early 20s through university. I worked there and he had a a wall, kind of like a list of, it was called a manifesto. So there was like 50 quotes on there. And a couple of those have always really stuck with me. Um, But one thing that I've always tried to do and just love is do one thing a day that scares you. Love that one. What would you say is an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? Unexpected occurrence. You know, I think for me, because I grew up as a dancer and in my early years thought I was going to be a professional dancer and actually did it for some time, but unfortunately had a very terrifying back injury Okay, that, that took me out of having it. That happened when I was 21. I never expected to have to deal with a chronic pain, you know, at such a young age. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's been something that's haunted my life in and out of my life to this present day. Um, but I've learned so much from having to deal with physical pain and empathize with people that, you know, have even worse things than that, you know, some back pain. And, you know, it's actually only been in the last year and a half, two years that I've really built structured ways to combat it, you know, sense when it's being triggered, but I feel like that unexpected sometimes comes for no reason. So just, you know, constantly figuring out how to deal with it and and keep, keep the enthusiasm and excitement in my life, even though I'm, you know, dealing with some physical pain. 
Amazing. 20 once. Holy crow. That is so young to be dealing with chronic pain. Yeah. In your opinion, what are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur? Resilience. Mm -hmm. I was going to say grit, but I feel (laughs) like that kind of falls in the resilience category. Okay. I would say self-motivation. Yeah. Like you really have to be self-driven. Oh, for sure. No one, no one's going to keep you going except yourself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I would say the final thing would be, you know, willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. That's a key one for sure. That, Mm. that speaks to the drive and determination. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite productivity hack for entrepreneurs or do you have one? Yeah, I would recommend throwing away your to-do list, get out of writing down a to-do list and focus and structure your week on the top three priorities you need to do every week. Really? Somehow everything magically gets done. I actually have a really good list exercise that I'm happy to share that's really helped me with the hack of being productive. That sounds, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. What does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it? When I close my eyes, the best version of me is, <laughs> which sounds contradictory, is just being a human being. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us are stuck in being human doings. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely. When I close my eyes, I'm see me as my best self as just being myself, which just sounds so simple. But I believe a lot of the untraining, the unlearning has to do with, with, you know, having to do stuff. Yeah. Human. Yeah. I love that, Victoria. That's amazing. (laughs) I do. I really, a friend of mine says that to me every so often. It's like, remember, we are not human doings. We're human beings. Yeah. I don't know who said that, but that's really stuck with me the last while. Yeah. If you could set up a billboard anywhere, where would you put it and what would it say? If I could set up a billboard, I would probably, you know, because I'm I'm a Toronto girl and love her at my heart. So I'd probably put it in Dundas Square. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure most people would say Times Square, but who knows? (laughs) Let's say we're going to put it in Dundas Square. Yeah. And I would probably say, the billboard would probably say, call someone you love and tell them you love them. Beautiful. If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? That's a great question. I would say, what's one thing you feel has been a failure that you learned a lot from? Okay. Answer that one. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. I consider coming back to having my dance injury, which abruptly stopped at my pursuance of being a professional dancer. Right. I spent so much of my life considering that a failure thinking that you know I put you know 15 years of dance training to what and beat myself up about something that was again so much so out of my control so you know I see so there's so much I learned from training and becoming that great at something and especially through the past few years as 
the pain subsided and I've been able to get back into dancing, I've realized, and my mom always used to say this to me, that dance is something that no one can take away from you. So it was a failure, but I've learned to reframe it as not being a failure at all. Love it. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Not to take stuff so seriously, I think. Okay. Well, Victoria, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you and I wish you all the success in the world and continued success with City Moguls. I'm sure you will reach your global domination goal. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I appreciate you. And I'm looking forward to participating in some of the city mogul events for sure. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. This has been an amazing hour. And um, I'm so grateful that you're doing something like this for people to be empowered and inspired from. So thank you for the opportunity. My pleasure, my honor. It's it's an absolute honor to have you as part of the Empowerography community. So thank you. Thank you. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast today. My guest has been Victoria Marshman. She is the co-founder of City Moguls. Thanks so much, Victoria. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thanks, Brad. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.